Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It's the night before the 2023 Royal Rumble, and this is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. SmackDown, Rampage, Issa is on location at the Rumble. Stay tuned to her social media for crazy updates. Stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. But tonight, myself, Glenn Rubenstein, and Alfred Kanawa are going to talk about the go-home SmackDown and Rampage. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. podcast If this is your first time here, be sure to subscribe, like, share, give a thumbs up, leave a comment, get notified. Uh, Tell us what your favorite color is in the comments. I want to. Hey, that's a good one. You know, what's your favorite color, Alfred? Green, hundred percent green. What about yours? I like a nice sort of rich, deep royal blue. Wow, is my favorite color. Royal blue, so specific. I like the whole entire green race. Like, I'll go forest green. Mm. You know. I'll go a lawn green, lime green, Green Bay Packer green. Mm. Any shade of green is good with me. I do like the forest green, hence the hoodie tonight. Uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's a fun color. It's nice. I like that. I like a maroon. I like the kind of richer colors as opposed to the just pure bright primaries. But let's talk tonight about the world of wrestling. What is going on, Mr. Alfred Conowa? What is going on in the news? Well, let's start with some heartbreaking news, Glenn, in that uh, the Banger Brothers are no more. No more Banger Bros. WWE finally caught on to the fact that they were doing a play on the popular porn site, Bang Bros. So they will no longer be called the Banger Bros. So for those of you wondering why they kept referring to them as Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. And as somebody who covers this stuff, it's so much easier when they have a team name. Now I have to go back to spelling out Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. They're the nameless team, no longer the Banger Bros. So long live one of the greatest names in the history of tag team wrestling Glenn. I mean, wasn't that a popular site like 20 years ago? Yeah, but they're still going strong. Really? Yeah, I mean, porn is what a ten billion dollar business, and it's free out there. And I'm and Banger Bros has a very loyal uh, fan base, one that I may or may not be part of. Wow, there you go. <laughs> You've never seen a Banger Bros video, yeah, like, like twenty years ago. <laughs> like, like, like Bang Bros is old enough to be on Bang Bros now. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like saying I saw WWE twenty years ago, so yeah. it shouldn't be around today. They're just a franchise. They are okay. an empire. God, isn't that crazy to think? Who's the Vince McMahon of the adult world? Actually, I don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure I'm sure they're out there. Uh, oh, Issa's in the chat. Yes, Issa, of course, we miss you. It's not the same without you. It's like she's here. Yes, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the end of the Banger Bros because it really is a sad time. It makes me like Seamus more because he knew what he was doing. He knew 
But it's absolutely, he had the poll about the banger bus, which is another popular YouTube porn site, uh, bang bus. He did that too. He knew what he was doing and knew that WWE didn't know what he was doing until they eventually caught him. So this makes me like Sheamus even more, but they could go back to the drawing board. You know, I did suggest Brazzer bros. Uh, they could, they both came up in the reality era so they can be called the reality Kings. That's another one they could do. Or they can get a stepsister and call themselves the step bros. There's a lot of different scenarios that they can have. I need them to keep going back to that. Well, I'm so out of the loop on that world. I can't even think of a reference. Really? Not, no ultimate surrender reference or anything. Uh, it's it's been a long time you know on game boys to men the podcast i do with jeff gersman on his patreon we talk a lot about the early 90s and i tell the story about you know uh it comes up when frequently one when uh i was like 16 years old and trying to get the friend that was 18 to go like rent videos for yeah. me and then they would yell at me because they're like dude you didn't return the tapes you didn't rewind the tapes you know <laughs> or we'd go to the video game convention and ces used to coincide with avn and I realized that when I was like 16 and I think I didn't play a single video game that entire trip. I was just over like trying to ask Heather Hart to marry me, yeah. uh, you know, so it's like I, I was once well versed, but then I then I grew up and started having real relationships. You know, when you were around tapes, did you have one of those car rewinders? Where you no. Put it, you put it, oh, man. No. Yeah, that would have been sweet, man. No, I could, couldn't afford that. Should have saved the wear and tear, you know, on the VCR. <laughs> yeah. It was a different time. They would charge you. The blockbuster in my hometown charged you if you didn't rewind the tape. You couldn't just go to a website and type in a name and then see a video. You couldn't, uh, you know, pick up a DVD at the gas station. No, you had to go. You had to go behind. It was always like uh, saloon, like Western style doors or the beaded curtain and go into the back (laughs) of the like the video store where they would have a selection of tapes. And there were rules. Don't make eye contact with anyone else. You do not have discussions when you're in there. You know, you do not uh, snicker at anyone else's uh, video choices. You know, there was there was a protocol. It was a simpler yeah. time. A lot of Bang Bros DVDs behind those beaded curtains, too. A lot of them, from what I've heard. Um, more on what we're hearing. One Matt Riddle. Remember him? He was seemingly a rumored surprise Royal Rumble entrant when he went off of television months ago, about six weeks ago. And uh, it later came out that there are some issues with his personal life, who oh. he's dating, all kinds of stuff like that. He was in rehab after reportedly failing two drug tests. But the latest on Matt Riddle, good news, he's back out of rehab, and he recently got his black belt in Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. It's unknown whether or not Matt Riddle will be one of these surprise entrants at the Royal Rumble tomorrow night. There are several open slots. I think it would be too early. I do not think he's dealing with a six-week problem. But Riddle seemingly might be on his way back, but who knows? Glenn, do you miss Matt Riddle? You know, I don't watch Raw, so I was not aware that he was even mm. off TV. But no, I hope I hope he's uh, taking care of his business and, uh, yeah, getting things in order. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting because Randy Orton is another candidate. And oh, yeah. just watching these shows, and it's like they've given away that Brock Lesnar is going to be part of that. They've given away Cody Rhodes. You know, we just saw the American Badass, which yeah. I think could have been a fun surprise and going in there for a couple of minutes. They've given away a lot between the Triple H era, Raw 30, and some of these big names being announced already. They really should have, you know, I'm expecting they're going to have some pretty high-profile surprises. Edge, I expect to be back. They better. Maybe Randy Orton and Riddle could be a couple more. Well, I think that uh, I'm first off, I'm tuning in first and foremost for the Women's Rumble and for Sami Zayn tomorrow night to see what happens with Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and the bloodline. Um, 
The men's rumble. Here's the thing with all the Cody vignettes. I'm pretty certain Cody's winning. I feel like Cody's winning. I feel like this is a setup to Cody winning. Uh, if they don't surprise us tomorrow, especially during the men's rumble, this is going to seem very anticlimactic. Yeah, I feel like they're setting up for him not to win. I feel like the, them bringing him back, putting him front and center, doing these vignettes. I think this is all classic textbook stuff you need to do to build somebody up. I have no problem with it. Um, and I don't really think people will have a problem with it. But because it's been caked on so much and Cody's such a storyteller, this could be the beginning of his journey where he doesn't quite win that Royal Rumble because they're going to need to figure out the timing here. There's a lot of paranoia that fans are going to turn on Cody Rhodes. And, really? You know, of course, because this is the time of the year that people turn on top stars. It happened with Kofi Mania where it was an organic well, rise. We want Kofi Kingston to be in the main event, not anybody else. Brian Danielson, of course, the Yes movement was like the precursor to all of this. Uh, we've seen that with Becky Lynch, where people got behind her instead of wanting the Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte main event. And True. WWE has shown the ability to to turn that on. So now I really do think it's mostly paranoia and it's because of persecution complex. Uh, because, you know, I'm looking at all kinds of polls. I do polls on pro wrestling bits on YouTube. And the consensus does seem to be that we want Cody to win the Royal Rumble. But there are people out there who are like, no, it's Sammy's time. People are going to turn on Cody if Sammy wins too early, which you never know. You know, I was making a joke, but I think I'm onto something because the anti-Nepo baby movement is, is yeah. huge. And I think that's going to work against Cody. They should work that into the storyline. It's uh, very current. Very like it's, it's so current that WWE will be referencing it three years from now. <laughs> that's the WWE pop culture clock. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting. So you don't think that fans are going to turn on uh, Cody? Rose? No, it's just it, if they do, it's because these vignettes these vignettes feel like the most telegraphed when's the last time we had a series of vignettes for somebody making a return at the rumble when they announced not only are they returning at the rumble but here's like here's like a multi-part little mini doc triple h it was triple h in 2002 and it was one of the biggest comebacks ever and it's got okay. his fingerprints all over this this is a my sacrifice template where triple mm. h is doing these videos week after week after week he comes back in the garden he wins the royal rumble and everybody was behind him but we are in a different time where wwe has to book around the entitlement of fans to where i don't know what turn that fans know too much if they telegraph yeah. that somebody's going to win then they turn on them. they're like horses with their blinders on you need to keep the blinders on as long as possible. Don't telegraph that Cody's going to win that title too early so they won't have a chance to turn on him. And license some creed. Get my sacrifice in there. Let's go full sure. on if that's what we're doing, you know? And what's Scott Staff do? Scott Staff's still with us, isn't he? I I mean, maybe in, you know, uh, physicality more than mentally. But yes, I believe he is. <laughs> Mostly physically. His body is still with us is what you Oh, saying. man. I'm just still thinking about his turn on celebrity poker 20 years ago. Like, he did not seem well. Oh, I remember seeing clips of that. I didn't see the whole thing, though. Yes. Um, but we'll see what happens. Will Creed come out, play Cody out at the Royal Rumble? Maybe. Is he going to play My Sacrifice? I think wrestling fans would dig it if it was My Sacrifice. Nice little nod at Triple H. Feelings about uh, Scott Stapp aside, I mean, look, Creed has some songs that, I mean, you can't deny that there are some really good songs. Sure. They've got some, not my cup of tea, but I can't deny how popular these songs were and how much money they made for sure. I mean, they're not Matchbox 20, which I can just argue all day long. Like, no, these are phenomenal songs. But Creed, like, it's like, no, you listen, there's like five songs where it's like, yeah, yeah. 
I don't want to admit that I like this, but I like this. There were a lot of bands like that in the 90s and the early 2000s. Blimp Biscuit, I'll throw in that. Nickelback, where they had popular songs, but then after the fact, people acted like they were just hung over and they never liked that. Oh, no, I didn't like Limp Biscuit ever. I right? gotta I gotta finally launch the Limp Bizcast, which I've been talking about doing for years, and go song by song to answer the the question: is Limp Biscuit a good band? Because I think I feel like I feel like the world is split on this. For its time, yes, they were a very good band. That's exactly what that era of music especially in rap rock it's exactly what it was how many times do you think fred durst has seen fight club by now oh a million times fred durst is probably going to be in a reboot of fight club i mean we'll play both characters we were at 28 times when chocolate starfish came out and there's the lyrics to living it up also is ben stiller still his favorite mfer that is a (laughs) a question and together now is a low-key classic too yeah, the, the, there's a, West Borland is exceptionally talented. West Borland is one of the greatest guitar players in rock and roll ever. But Fred Durst, you know, makes the most of what he's got. Kelvin R. Alexander, $2 super chat. Give Lola Vice all the belts, all the belts. Wow. All of them. Kelvin's on somebody else. And I, a new woman for Kelvin. Lola Vice is the G-Roy, next thing on the streets. G. Roy J is saying fans really should welcome Creed with arms wide open. I agree. Creed and Cody Rhodes. I really do think that parts of this Cody Rhodes thing is a fake controversy. I do think it's just a Twitter thing. I don't all the way think people are going to turn on Cody Rhodes. People are just so used to seeing that in terms of, especially around WrestleMania season, especially recently, we've seen examples of fans turning on the top babyface who's going to be in the WrestleMania main event. It's just a sport now. But in reality, in this tribal era of WWE, post-AEW, where there's so much allegiance to WWE, you really don't see people get turned on like that. It's really more people promoting the company line for WWE within that fandom. It's a lot more obedient to WWE than it was during that time when people wanted to turn on something. All those people who would have turned on somebody go to AEW so they can root for those, you know, hardcore indie darlings. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. I think this is going to be the most monumental Royal Rumble in recent memory, probably since the the first women's um, Rumble. And the reason why is that we don't know how much input Vince has into this. We don't know... Like, we're by Monday. Do you think by Monday, if not the Rumble, the Raw after the Rumble, we will know if The Rock is coming back for WrestleMania Hollywood or not? Absolutely. I really do think that the Royal Rumble is the deadline. It will be the big tell as to whether or not The Rock is coming back. Steve Austin's odds have jumped significantly. I believe they went from like 5,000 to plus 500. So it seems like some of the smart money is coming in on Steve Austin. Always pay attention to big line movement on the betting odds because when the smart money comes in about 24 hours, maybe hours before the Royal Rumble, it's usually some of the riders betting on what they know is going to happen. So be very wary of Steve Austin. And if Steve Austin's going to be in this Royal Rumble, I do not expect the rock to be in this war rumble and the fact that the rock wasn't at raw 30 i think is another tell that he's not going to be there will shane O'Mac be back i hope i hope shane and vince are in the royal rumble all these people who are quote unquote turning on cody Rhodes, let vince mcmahon win the royal rumble then see them complain they'll be begging for a cody Rhodes if vince comes back and wins i mean yeah i think if vince wins the rumble it'll be all twitter talks about i, I i'm here for it vince comes in Everybody picks him up and throws him out, eliminating him. He changes the bylaws of the Royal Rumble. He forces his way back in, and he wins the 2023 Royal Rumble. You want to complain about Cody? Let Vince get in there against Roman Reigns. Let's go. I mean, I suppose it could get worse if he could enter and win the Women's Rumble. I mean, 
Oh, man. You don't want Vince in the Women's Rumble for a number of reasons. You know what happened? Vince enters the Women's Rumble, and all the women jump over the top rope, and he wins. They all just run away from him, and he wins the whole thing. What else is going on in the news? <laughs> Don't sleep on Rhea Ripley in the Men's Royal Rumble, winning it all, too. And otherwise, in the news, you know, I was just talking about Vince McMahon. Let's talk about his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, in terms of her dramatic exit from WWE and the board of directors. She was previously the co-CEO and chairwoman of WWE while uh, the Triple H era was underway. Then she abruptly quit. And it was around the same time that the news came out that Vince McMahon had come back to the company as chairman of the board, it now has come out that Stephanie McMahon left WWE because she was facing a demotion and she did not want a demotion. So mm. she left WWE. She did take a sabbatical before coming back and assuming the role of chairwoman. But now that Vince is back, Stephanie is back out. Continue to suggest tensions between Stephanie McMahon and Vince McMahon. But now it looks like she's taken that sabbatical she would have taken. Uh, and uh, it's just weird seeing that they don't seem to be able to work together. It seems like a lot of untenable differences between Vince McMahon and Stephanie. Yeah, I mean, she's got to do what she's got to do. Hey, did you see the trailer for Succession Season 4? No, oh. I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, it's coming back uh, two months, end of March. Oh, Same weekend as Yellow Jackets. Great timing with this. Vince. Uh, end of March is around the time Vince McMahon is going to be back in the chair in WWE. That's I expect him back by WrestleMania. So right there, Succession comes on. Vince McMahon is back in control with creative. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Uh I mean, look, she's gotta she's gotta do what's best for her, you know, yeah. at this point. Bigfoot sneakerhead, hey man, haven't seen you in a while. Uh 499 super chat. Sammy and Cody, the last two in the Royal Rumble. We have a heart and legs finish, and that's how you split the belts. Okay. If Sammy and Cody are the last two in the Royal Rumble, the only way you do that and not have these fans turn on Cody is you have them both get eliminated. I can see that. But if it comes down to Sammy and Cody and Cody eliminates Sammy, I mean, you don't want to create those kind of problems for yourself. But that would be that would be perfectly understandable if they do the double elimination finish. I think of all Royal Rumbles, there's a couple of things that WWE has done in the past that they don't go back to. They haven't gone back to the three faces of Foley gimmick where somebody enters mm -hmm. under different gimmicks and it's the same person. They haven't overdone that. They haven't done it since 98, I don't think. They haven't gone back to the double Royal Rumble winner, which I think was a cool moment in the 90s when it happened. And enough time has passed where you could do it again mm -hmm. and it'll be a cool moment again. Uh, but they overdo all the shitty spots, like when somebody hides under the ring or, you know, when somebody helps eliminate somebody, even though they've already been eliminated. They do all the crappy spots like that. They need to redo these good spots. Hornswoggle. Surprise yeah. entrant tomorrow. Does he Hiding win under the ring? That's how you know Vince is back in charge. <laughs> Hornswoggle, really nice guy. Played blackjack with him at yeah. a table. Shout to Dylan Postal. Yeah, really nice guy. Really good guy. Really great stories. Uh, John Silver's uncle with a five-pound super channel. Wow. If The Rock versus Roman doesn't happen, is it up there with Taker versus Sting and Austin versus Goldberg as the fantasy booked matches that never came to fruition? Absolutely. It's that for this generation. Even You could even say Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair at WrestleMania, a match that mm. people thought that they were guaranteed to see, and it didn't happen. So I think that would be the modern-day version of those matches. It's a good call, John. Do you think... The Rock versus Roman Reigns, if it doesn't happen, is going to go down as like the ultimate case of fan booking that maybe it got misconstrued. The people behind the scenes were like, yeah, we'd love to make that happen. That's a great idea. And people took that to believe. I mean, because we've been hearing that it was going to be the Rock versus Roman for like the last four WrestleManias. Right. Uh, but 
I don't think it's going to be as much of a fan creation as it is WWE legitimately wanted The Rock to work WrestleMania. Sure. They were definitely setting this thing up, especially the themes of the Anoa'i family, head of the mm-hmm. table. They were doing all of this because you could also say that about The Rock. So they were telling the story, leaving it open-ended for The Rock to come back. It just didn't happen because of The Rock's schedule and because of things like that. And yes, fans did make it a bigger deal than probably what it should have been because we just know too much and there's speculation. But WWE never advertised The Rock. But yeah, I think it'll be looked back as something that maybe is a disappointment just as much for WWE as it is for fans. And The Rock, if he doesn't come back, like isn't even thinking about it. There's He's got new versions of Zoe and Launch. He's got he's movies to star in. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing well. Uh, Steve Marcuccioli, $1.99 Super Chat. Who do you want to see? Karrion Cross. America's sweetheart, Karrion Cross. Who do you want to see Karrion Cross face at WrestleMania? Uh, well, judging by how he was booked tonight with that clean loss to Rey Mysterio, I think Karrion Cross is going to face uh, Ricochet and Butch and but, all but, of but. the catering members of the WWE locker room in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which is, listen, it's always an entertaining match, but I do think that that's the ceiling at WrestleMania, unfortunately. Maybe he gets the trophy, the plastic trophy. I think LA Knight should win that. Oh, actually, yeah, LA Knight could compete and win that if he's not doing anything at WrestleMania. LA Knight should be considered the favorite for that. I'm making the turn on LA Knight, I'm telling you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the dumbest catchphrase. (laughs) Hey, they're starting to get over, though. People were saying it. Yeah. What's going on with Maximum Male Models? They had a finale of Making It Maximum, their online series. Oh, did they, they didn't watch it? Said. Yeah, so I wonder if, if that's it. I mean, they'll probably be in the Rumble, but maybe they'll break up in the Rumble. Yeah, um, and then do what? I mean... They have a solo feud on main event. <laughs> this gimmick would probably work in NXT. The thing is, Pretty Deadly is already there, so I think they would be stepping on each other's toes, but it'd be a nice yeah. feud. Uh, what else is going on in the news? That is the news. That's the news. There you go. So tonight, SmackDown. I was hyped tonight, man. I was hyped yeah. for SmackDown. Good. It was it was a good show, but I mean, it's really it's just, like this is Christmas Eve. It's Rumble Eve, man. I love the Saturday pay per view. It makes you so much more excited because you can only get so excited for a Sunday. It's like yeah, yeah it's War Room, but then I got to go to bed, or you know, yeah, it's War Rumble, but then I got to go to work. Friday is Friday, and you're looking forward to Saturday where you get to relax and then watch the Royal Rumble. I think the Saturday pay-per-view is where it's at. Now, have you, in your extensive journalism work, ever uncovered the reasoning and the trajectory of YW? I would assume they chose Sunday because boxing typically took Saturdays, and they didn't want to compete with that. Yes, that in college football as well is a big, you know, especially during, because we're not in college football season, so it's easy to say that now, but college football is a juggernaut. And hmm. especially in a lot of these places that like WWE, like these Midwestern territories, Oklahoma, whether it's your Oklahoma's, whether it's in the South, whether it's even on the West Coast where USC and the Pac-12 have a lot of real estate in college football. So you don't want to compete with college football. But at the same time, with Nick Khan coming along, he has done a lot more Saturday pay-per-views. He does do them in like January. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's been doing well. But it's, again, football, the NFL playoff football is another thing mm. that happened on Saturday for the last couple of weeks. Uh, so there's a lot to compete with on a Saturday night. And Sunday has always been a wrestling night. Well, we opened tonight with uh, the bloodline pulling up and Sami Zayn, who was told by Roman not to be there. Sami Zayn showing up in the parking lot. Yeah. Now, OK, was Sami Zayn told not to be there? 
Or the Roman Reigns, what I explicitly remember is Roman Reigns saying, I do not want to see you until Saturday, which Roman Reigns is in New York. Problem solved. <laughs> That'll be insane. I mean, how does this play out tomorrow? So, I mean, let, let's just talk, uh, you know, about this buzz. Like, what happens tomorrow? Does Sammy, look, if, if I could see this going any number of ways, I was going to say, if KO versus Roman is on last maybe KO wins the champ. No, I can't win in the championship. That seems like really dumb to have that happen there. But I can see I could see Sammy getting kicked out of the bloodline if the match goes on earlier. Sammy wins enters the rumble, wins the rumble, because the rumble goes on last, which will probably the women's rumble will probably go first. The men's rumble will probably go last. That's how they've done it in recent years. They could I could see that. Um, especially it usually depends on who has the biggest surprise because the women's Royal Rumble went on last when they had Ronda Rousey Ronda. to roll out after. Um, but the and men's that was the Royal first Rumble, year, wasn't it? That was the first year they had the women's. Rumble I believe it was, yeah, the yeah. first year. I think what 2018, I think that was, yeah. And those first two were so special, yeah. And the way they built it up, I think the men's Royal Rumble has more intrigue, and I think it should go on last. But if Roman versus Kevin Owens goes on last, that might be a tell that they have something big. That might be a tell that maybe The Rock shows up after that match, who knows. But I expect the Men's Royal Rumble to go on last. And, yeah, we're hearing about this test for Sami Zayn, which is great that they have this cliffhanger until the Royal Rumble. I don't know what that test is going to be. I don't know if the Royal Rumble is going to be part of it. And I don't know if uh, Sami is going to get in big trouble because he showed up on SmackDown, which the announcers did play that up, that he would. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was very compelling. Uh, then we went to Karrion versus Karrion Cross with Scarlett versus Rey Mysterio. Scarlett tried to attack, right? Was there supposed to be a fireball in that spot? She like did this like little spin. Yeah, they really need to work on their timing with that fireball because I think that's what that was, but it was it was weird. Yeah. If you're going to have a fireball, like test that. Make sure the fireball works. Uh, what did Karrion Cross look like he wants to sell you tonight? Uh, lifetime membership to subscription vacuum cleaner attachments. It's where they come and they reattach your vacuum cleaner every six months. That was going to be an extended warranty on a new set of tires. Uh, but uh, he's got to shave. The longer his hair gets, the less. I mean, but maybe he's going to grow it out. Maybe he thinks if he grows it out, it'll look menacing. I guess that maybe he's trying to get braided, you know, get cornrows. <laughs> like Justin Timberlake. Yeah. <laughs> they can, and then they could do the Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake cosplay, the denim outfits at the VMAs. They can go do that. I carrying cross and uh, Scarlett are some of the nicest people I've worked with them. Uh, they did some work for one of our clients before. Like they're so nice, but with carrying, like he looks like the biggest badass on earth with a shaved head and with hair. It's just not doing it for me. Yeah. And he's also not really being booked like a big badass in terms of being a big star and stuff like that. I, I think the feud with McIntyre was important that he went over and got the better of Drew McIntyre. He did win one match, but after that, he hasn't really found any type of momentum. They haven't really booked him that great. I thought he had a pretty good promo. I think it was last week on SmackDown, but he does seem to have settled in at a level that's around mid-card, around the Madcap Moss level right now. Oh, shit. Dylan Sane doesn't carry in and Scarlett live in Vegas too. And I think they live in Florida, but man, we were watching... Karen's going to show up here and be like, what are you saying about my hair, motherfucker? Like, oh, you know, yeah. He's gonna, like it's going to be on site for you. Yeah. Good luck uh, with that. I got cameras. It'll capture the whole thing. It'll be great. <laughs> well, we'll turn it into an angle. Uh, no, I think, uh, but Ray won this match. Ray Mysterio did not win, need to win this match. No. And, and I thought there was going to be interference from Dominic to cost yeah. him the match. And there's going to be all these shenanigans the night before the Royal Rumble. But 
right? Just one. Yeah. Um, so first she black dollar 99 wants to know, did I change cameras to look more HD? I think I just have the video settings set higher tonight than it has been. So there you go. More of me in crystal clear, high definition video. Uh, Calvin Alexander, $5 super chat saying, I'm going to be honest. I look forward to watching NXT and NXT level up more than I do watching raw and SmackDown. I need to start watching level up. I have a feeling I will really enjoy level up. Me too. I see clips on it that seem like a lot of fun. They've got a new young announced team. And it's funny. He's talking about NXT. Xavier Woods had that line tonight saying that SmackDown was a more efficient show. Yes. <laughs> it was two hours long. Have you seen what Nikita Lyons has been posting on social media lately about her injury? Oh, that's unfortunate. I forgot to bring that up. That was going to be a story we we're going to do. Yeah, Nikita Lyons injured out for at least six months because of an ACL tear. I've I mean, seen a couple of posts, but not specifically about the injury. I saw her. Unless this is an IG. elaborate work. Unless this is an elaborate work. I mean, she is treating this like, you know, I mean, she's talking about gratitude. And I mean, look, I think a lot of people are rooting for her. But yeah, it's like this does not the tone of things does not bode well for a speedy return the way she's talking about this. Really? Well, yeah, it's going to be a lengthy injury. It's an ACL tear. So those are six to nine months. So really tough break for Nikita Lyons. I hope she comes back strong. Absolutely. Uh, John Silver's uncle, 10 pounds. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, JSU. Uh, are they booking Sheamus versus Drew slap week match of mania? We know Vince is in gorilla for that one. If Cole says, oh my God, the Celtic warrior just slapped the haggis right out of Drew McIntyre. Book it. Book it. You know what? The slap league has more potential as a worked division in WWE than it does as a legitimate thing. I think if people knew that the slap league was fake, they'd be more into it. So I wouldn't be opposed to that. They slap each other all the time. And listen, this isn't good for the narrative, but Smack, Slap League's ratings were up 40% this past week. Still wasn't a great number, 400 and some thousand, but there is a little bit of life. They do live to fight another day, and Warner Brothers Discovery is very much behind this. So uh, what, what, a win the, for week two. What were the segment, what were the, the quarter hours on that, though? I think a lot of people just tuned in, and they were like, oh, I heard this is ridiculous. And they're like, yep, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but if it's a one-hour show and it garnered that, I mean, the, the, the 400,000 is pretty much what they had the whole time i mean maybe not the whole time i definitely was a tune out maybe toward the end but four hundred thousand viewers still isn't aren't the type of numbers they're looking for but i guess it was good that they were that much up man when are they going to start having slap league live events yeah how's that pay-per-view what kind of buys is that pay-per-view going to do when they come to vegas because you know they will it's Dana white country we're going to slap league i'm going to make you watch all of it why would you that I, why, can you imagine getting on a pay-per-view like if you thought yeah. cm punk's ufc bout was short like <laughs> well, I saw, if you could if you could condense a match into an animated gif like that's not pay-per-view worthy absolutely having said that you bring up cm punk that's what the slap league is also missing celebrities who you're emotionally connected to they need people who you want to see get slapped people will complain about the slap league and get on their high horse if it's Jake Paul in there getting slapped, nobody's complaining about that. <laughs> if it's a Paul Brothers getting slapped up. It could get very inappropriate very fast. <laughs> uh, Kelvin Hour Alexander, $5, saying, I think Scarlett was trying to grab Ray's ankle as opposed to throwing fire. Maybe. Yeah, she did it in a weird way, so I could, I could see that too. It was just a very awkward exchange. Yes. Uh, so. Oh, Austin Theory. This was a packed segment. Austin yeah. Theory came out and cut a promo interrupted by the New Day, interrupted by the Miz. 
shit went down. Bobby Lashley came out, and then Brock Lesnar came out and announced himself for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, uh, it was a very fun segment. I know a lot is made about how WWE doesn't stick to its brand exclusivity. Having said that, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, the guys who are usually on Raw, they didn't come off as fresh on this show on SmackDown. Yeah. We watch SmackDown every week. We usually don't see any of these guys. And them being on there felt very fresh. The crowd was very good. And it was very interesting that they're building this thing for Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I mean, man, I hope Brock doesn't win. It's like when Brock won Money in the Bank, that was the most unnecessary shit ever. No, I think it's Brock, fun. Yeah, Brock and Bobby will both have something to do with each other's eliminations. Yeah, because they're going to they're gonna wrestle Mania. Interesting. I wonder if it'll be at Mania or if they're going to do this in Montreal because the word on the street was that Gunther was being pegged for a Brock Lesnar match. But if that's not going to happen, the rubber match between Bobby Lashley and Brock is a bigger match. Yeah. Way bigger match. Yeah. Uh, Lacey Evans took on Jasmine Allure. The third Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans 3.0. The three nice. faces of Lacey. That's what yeah. we should have in the women's room. That's what I'm saying, man. They've only got, what, seven women announced? Let's get three Lacey Evans appearances. The fourth, she should come out pregnant and then just go in the, the you know ring and say, you can't touch me, I'm pregnant. This is Ric Flair's baby. Tina Miller pointing out Brock won last year. I'd already forgotten that. Yes, and he would be in the elusive three-time winner's club, which nobody has won the Royal Rumble three times outside of Stone Cold Steve Austin, who may win a fourth Royal Rumble tomorrow. You never know. Such an insult to the... <laughs> current roster it really is because business is good too and and i'm not just talking about their tv live events are selling out events left and right which is the ultimate guide of how hot your company Mm -hmm. is well and stone cold steve austin the rock they they don't brock they don't need Mm -mm. a rumble win for rest it's supposed to be an opportunity i agree you know the fans are ready for it the fans are ready for a homegrown guy to win the Royal rumble and Sami Zayn, I, I still I feel like Sami Zayn would be the most emotionally satisfying win from a storyline level. Cody coming back, it's going to be a feel-good moment if he wins the Rumble. But with Sami, especially if there's tension and Sami challenging Roman, that is huge. And what if the Usos split? What if there's yeah. what if the bloodline fractures over this? I completely agree with you. I love Cody. Cody's my guy. I want to see him front and center at WrestleMania winning that WWE championship. I still think that's going to happen. But the timing here, it's overlapping with the Sami Zayn storyline. We are at the crescendo of the Bloodline storyline. There's still time to wrap this up. And I think ideally you do have Sami win. You maybe have Jay go with Sami and Jimmy go with Roman. And they take this to the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. And it would be a hot match with Sami potentially winning the WWE title in Montreal. And then you have the Usos turn on it. Hmm. Calvin, wow, saying Lacey looks like new money tonight. Yeah, she looked very good. That uh, camo, the fatigues. Hopefully they stick with this. Just stick with the gimmick for Lacey Evans and she'll do the rest. Well, yeah, she won this match against Jasmine Allure. The Cobra Clutch. Is Lacey going to join G.I. Joe? Is that the next logical step? I'm here for it. She should join the cartoon. They should license her for the G.I. Joe cartoon. Bring those back. They should absolutely. I mean, if Sergeant Slaughter could join G.I. Joe, Lacey (laughs) could join G.I. Joe. I mean, that is the inspiration for this character is... And it's a year that WrestleMania is in LA, which is when Sergeant Slaughter headlined, and she uses a Cobra clutch. So a lot of, a lot of callbacks to Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. In your busy day-to-day life, the last thing you should need to worry about is home security. That's why I use the Eufy Video Lock. The Eufy Video Lock is a three-in-one smart lock, 2K camera, and doorbell. 
That's three functions to triple your security in one device that's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. And it's not just for security, it's also convenient. With keyless entry, fingerprints unlock the door in less than a second. You can also assign passwords to your family members and see them coming and going with the integrated camera. See who's at your door anytime with the enhanced night vision, 2K clear sight, and two-way audio. Unlike other brands, the Eufy Video Lock has no monthly fee. It also has an 18-month warranty and customer support on standby 24-7. I love this lock when I'm far from home or receiving a package and I'm laying on the couch and don't feel like getting up. For more information, search for Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can get complete control of your door. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Um. Well... Seamus and Drew McIntyre uh, talking trash about Hit Row. They're going to send them back to Skid Row. Timely reference. Uh, we got the Cody video package, and then Drew and Seamus headed to the ring, but the Viking Raiders attacked them out of nowhere. Pump up the Banger Brothers from behind. Horrible. And then Hit Row thought they were going to get immediately advanced to the next round, but instead Ricochet and Braun Strowman came out and had a match with them and beat Hit Row. Hit Row, I mean, this they've been treated so poorly upon their return. I have much I hate to admit, they're dead in the water. It, it's unfortunate because top dollar, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll fracture and they'll be able to do something on their own, but because top dollar screwed up one little dive that he has made before, it doesn't matter. He's lost all that weight. He's in the best shape of his life. He's committed. He's engaged and locked Put in. Put in work on good. social. He's writing rhymes for everything. Goes above and beyond. Yeah, exactly. He's got the personality and everything. But Michael Cole just can't seem to get over the fact that he screwed up one spot, which is ironic because Michael Cole was screwing up this whole show, tripping over his words more than Top Dollar tripped over a rope. Uh, and Top Dollar doesn't get to make a diss track about Michael Cole. But all this segment was was Michael Cole ro- working out his roast jokes. Um. Hit Row was the first return of the Triple H era, right? Were they the first? I think they were the first. No, I think it was Damage Control on SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so but they were the first of um, the male. Actually, they might have been before that. We're going to have to look that up. But they were one of the first. Yes, and uh, it's just been so weird. Okay, so Calvin's saying Lacey would have to join Cobra because she's a heel. Wow. She is a heel to a lot of people, and... I don't know what Cobra's stance on ADHD is, but they'd have to talk that out. I think they're in favor of it. Yeah. They probably Process got foods. probably got some treatments for it. Cobra, man. Cobra had their hand. Remember when Cobra uh, 
had like the metal band they started. They were gonna, they were gonna, they had Cold Slither. They were gonna start a metal band to subconsciously get the kids to follow Cobra. <laughs> and what would have been wrong with following Cobra? Does Cobra believe anything that children shouldn't? I mean, it was a child friendly show, but uh, yeah. Cold Slither, banger of a metal track. I think uh, the day after it aired, my first prisoner of the moment uh, as a child is. Uh, I think the day after it aired, I was in a class and I was like, say we're going to write an essay on our favorite episode of TV. And I was like, well, let me tell you all about Cold Slither on G.I. Joe, which I saw yesterday. <laughs> this was the best notes. thing I've ever seen on TV. Cobra is going to start a metal band called Cold Slither and brainwash the kids into joining Cobra. I'm listening to that. I want to hear, is there a remix to Cold Slither by chance? Oh, there should be. Should be. Awesome song. Uh, John... Silver's uncle, two pounds. Lacey's promo made Pinocchio look like a real boy. Wow, that's one way to call her a liar. What was she lying about? What was she capping about? Uh, or is that a what, what, what was that in reference to, John? We'd like to follow up. Man, I'm thinking now. I watch 80s Commercial Vault on YouTube all the time, and it's just blocks of TV with just the commercials. You'll see, like, coming up next on ABC. I saw they, they got a new one up where they were, it was like the night the A-Team premiered. Yeah. The A-Team movie tv movie and so you see the intro and the tonight but then it's just all commercials but i gotta tell you like gi joe commercials are all over the place with all the uh kids programming from the 80s but i always liked the he-man ones because they would like sing at the beginning yeah like, they would have great. like the little chants and stuff yeah he-man he-man went deep with all those figures yeah. i always wanted the castle gray skull that you could fit all your figures inside to like keep them i was more into the he-man cartoon Howard Grayskull, man. Um, so why don't why don't they have a wrestler with like that gimmick where they like summon the power and then they win every match? That'd be pretty. Yeah. It would be pretty badass to see somebody do a He-Man inspired WrestleMania entrance. I think Jake. No, she did Thundercats. Jade Cargill, I believe she did a Thundercats yeah. entrance. But something like that, He-Man would be cool. Could be a good Triple H entrance for when he was doing, it, but now he's retired. <laughs> Baby Ice Orko was a pimp. <laughs> Legitimately, he had a side hustle going. <laughs> Oh uh, man. Uh so Braun Strowman and Ricochet won this match. And it was a good, it was an okay match. Yeah. The and they brought up the flippy floppers yeah. debacle on Twitter, and now they're bonding over it. Team Flippy yeah. Flopper. Well, tonight we heard from L Bray Knight, the classic Bray Knight ah. Bray Wyatt entrance tonight. Uh at first I was like, oh and I admit at first I was popped because I was like, oh, they're bringing back the classic Bray. This is so much better than that new music that goes on forever and sounds like it was recorded on a micro cassette recorder. Um <laughs> but no, it was it was LA Knight making fun of Bray. I loved it. I loved the entrance. It was funny because the music started playing and it did get a reaction, it got a pop, yeah, but it wasn't like a pop that made you think that people knew he was going to be Bray Wyatt. They kind of pop, but you could feel the like, I don't know about that in the air. But I thought it, it was Uncle reaction. Howdy coming out as Bray Wyatt at first. I oh, thought they yes. were swerving us somehow with that. Yeah, I think people were expecting some type of swerve, and then it ended up being LA Knight. And let me just say, I think LA Knight did a great job in this segment. I like LA Knight in this feud with Bray Wyatt. Now that we're at the end of it, and they're going into this pitch black match, who knows how this is going to play out. Having said that, this wasn't the typical Bray Wyatt feud where somebody gets buried and has to act scared of him. They let LA Knight do a lot more. He pretty much acted the way I think you or I would act if we were in this situation with this grown man playing with puppets. He's bringing up the ridiculousness of it, but he's doing it in an over-the-top heel way. So not one that's burying Bray Wyatt. I think he's been great in this feud. 
Tina Miller saying the tiny lantern killed me. It was, yeah, it was very, yeah, that funny. Was very was funny. I think LA Knight is getting over much like B rabbit at the end of eight mile. LA Knight is learning that uh, if you define your opponent in front of an audience, you can uh, uh, enrich yourself with goodwill to the audience. Absolutely. I don't know why they're just now getting around to this, but usually babyfaces or anybody feuding with Bray Wyatt has to be terrified of him and run away from him, but not LA Knight. John Silver's uncle saying Lacey's promo delivery was more wooden than Nike. Damn, John Silver's uncle just cooking Lacey Evans. I mean, it's really more particle board than wood. Uh, (laughs) Ikea, very underrated furniture. I have a couple of Ikea. We own a lot of it. We own a lot of IKEA furniture, uh, especially the cabinets. Love those solid white cabinets. The like with the glossy, they're just oh, nice. Yeah. They're you can stack them. They're they're lovely to have. Um, but this was good. I'm looking forward to the pitch black match. Yeah, I, I'm just morbidly curious as to how this is going to play out. So clearly, it's just going to be pitch black and sounds. Maybe we get a couple of callbacks to former Bray Wyatt characters because they've been suggesting that. But I don't know. It'll be very interesting. A lot of grunting in this match. <laughs> so, Legato Del Fantasma with Zelina Vega took on Imperium for the other semifinals match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship Contenders Tournament. Which team is going to ultimately lose to the Usos? And uh, tonight, Imperium advanced. Really good match. Imperium without Valter. Yeah, Sorry. Match. Never get used to it. Still Valter in my mind. Yeah, it's understandable. And I thought this was a good match. Couldn't give a shit about either of these four wrestlers, but they wrestled a very good technical wrestling contest. Dave Meltzer's special. Great match between four wrestlers you couldn't give a shit about. Calvin R. Alexander, $2 saying Scripps was on level up. Oh, good for him. I mean, not a great sign for his future, but at least he's getting work. <laughs> says Mama call him Walter. Glenn and many of us will still call him Walter. <laughs> Also, is coming to America just on all the time right now? Like for the past couple of years? Uh, to me, it's always been on TV. I feel like it's always just been around. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, but it's just, it's yeah. a, like amazing how it's just always on. What was it on this time? I mean, HBO shows it a lot, I feel like, or, or the deeper HBO channels show it a lot, you know? Yeah. Interesting uh so let's talk about this main event and yeah i look i think uh like you said this was a great this was a very aew style match with legato versus imperium yes very much so a lot of work rate it was a very good tag team match i was very entertained watching it and eventually the crowd got into it yeah imperium is going on to face ricochet and braun Strowman in the finals Good on them. It'll be interesting. I I could see it going either way, honestly. I, I think Braun Strowman and Ricochet are going to win. And I could see Braun Strowman eventually turning on Ricochet. And I really want to see a feud over this whole flippy flopper thing. I want them to unleash Braun Strowman as this guy who hates flippy floppers and hates internet wrestling. They really need to lean into that. Yeah, th- I mean, this is the most odd couple tag team pairing they've probably done since the bar. The bar wasn't that much of an odd couple. Yeah, but it, it, the bar worked very much so. And they did kind of use the odd couple booking and having them feud first in a best of seven and then get them together. And I think Ricochet and Braun Strowman, I really do want to see them have a run as a tag team before they break up. 
Yeah. Um, so Sonya Deville crashed Charlotte Flair's interview with Ryan Satin on Out of Character. Damn show is called Out of Character and they're running angles on it. Ridiculous. <laughs> Better come up with a new name for that show. <laughs> out of character. Take two, take two. It would have been funny if they would have had an out of character and would have been like, this isn't kayfabe. I just genuinely dislike you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're shooting. Yeah, that would have been that would have been good. Yeah, this segment sucked. It was horrible. I hated it. Uh, horrible segment. Horrible segment. The worst segment they've done since Charlotte and Sonya Deville started feuding, which they've had a couple of pretty good segments. Uh, Charlotte and Sonya seem to get a lot of heat. Sonya seems to be a, do a good job of making Charlotte Flair babyface, which people sometimes want to turn on Charlotte Flair. But Sonya's better at being a heel in terms of getting people to boo her, so it's good. But this segment was not it. I love horrible that. segment. It appears as if Glenn is frozen. We will work through these technical difficulties as this show progresses. But this show is all about going on and doing so in a manner that is resilient. And Glenn is just working on some issues. So we are going to go ahead and wrap up the SmackDown portion of this podcast. Tell me what you thought about the main event between Kevin Owens and Solo Sokoa. Both of these men are highly protected. So I could kind of see that this was going to be a no contest or a finish that protected both. That's exactly what this was. Thought it was a pretty good match, but Sami Zayn returned to ringside to help Solo Sokoa from being pinned. And then they brawled on the outside of the ring. Just uh, here comes Glenn speaking yeah. about Solo Sokoa versus Kevin Owens. I thought both of them needed to be protected and that's why it was a no contest, Glenn. Yeah, uh, I was saying, and you know, I've I've supposedly uh, I have two internet providers and a redundant failover connection, and still this happens sometimes. Isn't that crazy? These times we're living in. I know it's um, the Illuminati. It's crazy, man. So uh, think about where Solo was a year ago, and now he's main eventing SmackDown. Love that. Thought this was a very good match with Kevin for what we saw of this. I thought Sammy interfering makes sense. It's interesting that Sammy didn't attack Kevin and Kevin didn't attack Sammy. Yes. Directly. Which is good. This is very good storyline continuity. Kevin Owens teased hitting Sammy with a steel chair and he scolded him for trusting the bloodline family. But Sammy was called and asked to do a favor and asked to be there. So it'll be interesting. I mean, look, this is the best storyline. And I, I feel like, if it's got to end, I think it's got to go into Sammy versus Roman. And honestly, I think Sammy should win. I've said this since day one. It's not just because I've been saying since 2016 that Sammy needs to be WWE champion, but I feel like that is a very good outcome to this. And if Roman beats The Rock but loses to Sammy Zayn, that's, I think, even Issa can get behind that. I, I would love if Sammy Zayn somehow won, won one of those titles. And what I especially like is the big flaw of this Roman Reigns run is you don't believe anybody. I don't believe even Kevin Owens is going to win that title. Didn't believe Brian Danielson was going to win. Definitely didn't believe Cesaro was going to win that thing. Roman Reigns has just been fed all these opponents who you know he's going to beat. Um, and this time now we're at WrestleMania season. There's two people, at least two people, who legitimately have a chance seemingly to beat Roman Reigns. And booking around that is going to be a lot more fun to watch than seeing somebody get fed to Roman Reigns like a pig to slaughter. Okay, so here's the question about Sami Zayn's uh, championship uh, challenge and chase and potential win. Are we going to get feud Sam uh, Are we going to get uh, uh, heel Sami Zayn, who's like, oh, I... 
fooled you all along. This was part of my plan, and now I'm going to win the title. And heel Sami Zayn's been over. Or do they do what I think they're going to do and turn him back to the ultimate underdog, babyface Sami Zayn, and say he lost he lost sight of what's important to him. He got caught up in this. He understands how power corrupts. And Roman has had this lock on the WWE, and he's there to be the crusader that ends that. Yeah, Sami Zayn absolutely should turn babyface coming out of this if he has not already. If they try to turn him heel, it would be a catastrophe because people want to love Sami Zayn. And they've really done everything right booking-wise. So I do think that this is going to... What it looks like, it's going to build to, yes, probably Roman versus Sami one-on-one, which I think we need to see that match sometime, preferably in Montreal. It would be so hot. And then Sami Zayn gets just attacked by the bloodline maybe after he comes up short to Roman Reigns. And if you have Roman or Kevin Owens come and save Sami Zayn and they fight off the bloodline and they celebrate in there together, it could be a really emotional mm-hmm. moment. The reunion, the emotional reunion of Kevin and Sami hugging in the middle of the ring would create, uh, yeah, they're together. Now let's see him chase these titles. And you can phase Sami Zayn out of the WWE title picture after giving fans mm. really what they want. Whether it's him winning the Royal Rumble, whether it's him getting his shot at Roman, it won't be perceived that Sami Zayn is getting screwed. And do we get the Olay chance back? Oh, yeah. We should get his own theme music back. I mean, this, you know, he's gotten over in spite of some terrible theme music because he had some of the best theme music that I thought was some of the catchiest, easy to sing along with. They definitely did not need to change his old theme music, but they did. Yeah. So I'm hoping tomorrow is the, the start of something magical. Yeah. With Sami Zayn in a new chapter. Uh, John Silver's uncle saying if Strowman and Ricochet win the tag titles and go out for a celebration meal with big old red pants, make Ricky order from the. T- order from the children's <laughs> I'd love it. Let's go. They could do all kinds of stuff like that. They can go to the uh, the Matterhorn in Disneyland. <laughs> Ricochet's on bronze shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> and they bring Nicholas back, but Nicholas is now taller than Ricochet. <laughs> yeah, what's Nicholas doing? He's got to be a full-grown man by now. Yeah, it's been forever, man. Um... So, yeah, do the DQ. That's how this ended tonight. And uh, tune in tomorrow. It is going to be a hot, 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 to quote Buster Poindexter, a hot, hot, hot Can't rumble. Wait. It's going to be the opposite of Rampage. Uh, Mick Cloud, $5. Does the Rock and Reigns match have to be a title match or could it be for the true head of the table of the family? If, if, uh, if Roman loses that title ahead of time, that's what it will be for. Yeah, I don't think it needs a title, but they've been building up Roman Reigns as a champion for two years because the only person who could theoretically beat him is The Rock in terms of how they would book that storyline. But now that they don't have him, if it's going to be something where maybe he can come back at SummerSlam, why not do it then? Bernie DC saying Nicholas drills Ricochet with a chair and takes his tag title back, claiming he never lost it. What if we find out that Nicholas grew up to be Hook? <laughs> Oh, man, I'm here but for it. But his dad was a referee. Was, I think it was John Cohen, so that wouldn't add up. Yeah. Uh, so Rampage was pre-taped tonight, question mark? Yeah. It was I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, really good match to open the show with Hangman Page versus Wheeler Yuta. Oh, yeah. Very good. They're really playing up the Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley feud. So this will be interesting. It's, it's, weird. it's weird how Jericho has to kind of be in character but also not on commentary yeah sometimes he just kind of goes into business for himself and cheers for who he wants to cheer for he typically plays a heel but sometimes 
he'll just start cheering for the other guy. Uh, Dream Realm Studios saying Glenn ruined Scripps career. <laughs> I blame Glenn too. I feel really bad about that. We got to have him on this podcast and we got to personally I'm apologize. I'm really sorry. I, I was being funny. Hey, look, it's the mask. The mask is what ruined Scripps career. Yeah. He's very talented. He's a very good wrestler. He's very he doesn't athletic. even need the mask. No, he doesn't. And that's the weird thing, too. He's an attractive guy. Yeah. It's like the thing with Luchasaurus. It's like, Luchasaurus is a good-looking dude. Why is he wearing a mask? And they're getting sued over that mask. So maybe it's Wait, more really? trouble than it's worth. Yeah. Who's suing him? There's a designer who's taking issue with the, the mask. There was some kind of lawsuit that Luchasaurus is in the middle of. Oh, wow. I mean, it's not necessarily his fault. It's just um, there's makeup design, and they're claiming like copyright yeah. issue. Well, it's like that with tattoos, man. Like, you don't own the artwork on your body anymore. Yeah, Randy Orton got sued for some of his tattoos. Mm -hmm. And I believe he lost that lawsuit. Yeah, but it was like for like $1,000. The sure. WWE had to, or 2K had to pay for yeah. using it in the game. Like, an amazingly elaborate lawsuit for very little money. Right. Um, But this match was really good. I mean, just for pure wrestling, Hangman Page versus Yuta was a great match. Again, this is the problem with Rampage. I don't like them opening with the main event. It's like they're it's like they're announcing that we know most people aren't going to finish this show. Yeah, I think they like to start hot. I mean, this does seem like it should have been a main event match, but looking at what the main event was, even though it wasn't very marquee, especially with Emi Sakura, I thought it was a very, you know, Jamie Hayter doesn't know how to have a bad match. And you knew it was going to be a good match against somebody with strong style experience like Emi Sakura because Jamie Hayter does come from that ilk. And they did a good but job. But you have to take into account SmackDown does twice the ratings that Rampage does, right? And a lot of right. people that watch SmackDown then turn over to Rampage. You don't have two main events back-to-back. -back. They should almost open with like a fun short match, something that's a little bit of a cool down to just get people shifted over to Rampage. Yeah. That, maybe even a promo segment, which is typically how... Yeah. You know, they, they usually don't start out like that on Dynamite and on AEW shows, though. But Rampage could be something where it's a high-profile angle that opens a show. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Um, really, really good match. Highly recommend it. And then we went to a video of Action Andretti and Ricky Starks addressing Jericho and Sammy Guevara following their loss on Dynamite. We had Eddie Kingston, really good promo. Yeah. Saying the House of Black has to accept him. Be weird to see Eddie Kingston in the House of Black. He really doesn't fit that aesthetic. So hopefully this is just a swerve. I don't know. Like I'm dark. Yeah, I can't see Eddie Kingston with eye makeup on. I miss more promos like that. Eddie King. I mean, for Eddie Kingston, it'd be a little too comedy, but it would be uh no. be good. I don't know. I think Eddie Kingston, I, I don't know that they're utilizing him to his full potential, given how over and universally loved he is. Yeah. And he's a hell of a wrestler. Uh, but then we had Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and Satnam Singh with Sanjay Dutt versus Danhausen and the best friends with Orange Cassidy, and the Golden Globe was involved. Paul Hauser's Golden Globe. Yeah, they're getting a lot of mileage out of that thing. At this point, it's probably a replica, but they really you think good for Paul Hauser for getting mentioned on AWTV every single week. They have to call it Paul Hauser's Golden Globe. It's funny. I mean, like, because the Golden Globes aren't really over with anyone after they had to take that break now they're back uh it's just, i just i don't think your average kid at home or wrestling fan is like oh the golden globes that's so prestigious yeah. 
And I no. like Paul Hauser. I love Paul Hauser. Paul Hauser and I grew up like 10 minutes away from each other oh, in wow. Saginaw, Michigan. Um, nicest guy. Nicest guy. Uh, he's been on the podcast. Uh, yeah. But I just don't know. the. It's, it's amazing how much they're getting mileage out of this. Yeah, but what has to happen is Paul Hauser needs to win another Golden Globe. Jeff Jarrett can steal that. And Jeff Jarrett was close to the late, great Owen Hart. So Jeff Jarrett can have two Golden Globes in tribute to Owen Hart having two Slammies. Well, there you go. Uh, Britt Baker and Ruby Soho faced off in a promo with Renee Paquette. Baker saying Ruby needs to choose a side. WWE or AEW? And they can't say it, but that's what this angle is. WWE versus AEW. Manifesting itself in the women's division. Yeah. What did you think of Powerhouse Hobbs versus Tony Mudd? Which is... Tony Mudd is the best... That would have been, like, the best, like early to mid eighties WCW name, like coming out of the territory area, like Tony mud. It does wrestling. sound like it sounds like an enhancement talent name. Yeah. It doesn't sound like Tony mud wrestling. Hillbilly Jim tonight, <laughs> Tony mud in a barnyard match. I could absolutely see that. It, it, I don't know how many tickets it would sell. Well, maybe it would sell some tickets in Tennessee mud versus hillbilly Jim. I could see it. I'm trying to picture it in lights. I could see it. Good promos could be like, you know, your name is Mud. Like, you know, they could yeah. fight over a pig. Do a lot. You could do a lot with Tony Mud. Mud with two D's, so he can trademark it. Yeah. Uh, John Silver's uncle, ten pounds. I know it was heavily covered on Wednesday, but it has to be said again. What Mark Briscoe did on Dynamite was living proof of no matter how bad the world is right now, love and family always win. Yes, and AEW was able to get him on TV. He is on TV indefinitely. It did come out that Warner Brothers Discovery was also freaked out about the Confederate flag issue, which we did not see that on television. I mean, that could have been as simple as them not bringing it on TV. Um, so between the Confederate flag and the tweet, I guess it's water under the bridge now, and Mike Briscoe is going to be a part of AEW. I mean, what a I good silver lining, but what a like effed up, bad communication situation and then tragedy that i mean this this is just like this isn't history working out necessarily uh yeah i don't know this is a very complicated thing but it was it was a very good tribute very good dynamite from what i saw of it i just think that the briscoe brothers were misunderstood by these kind of waspy executive types who from a strictly financial situation from a wealth situation they're not used to people like the briscoe brothers coming around their spaces and when you look at the briscoe brothers it is the image they put out you know that they don't have any teeth and they're on a ranch they want to put out that uh, ethos in terms of being these southern badasses but i think that's what rubbed a lot of these executive types the wrong way because they look at that and they see and assume all kinds of things and it didn't help that there was that twitter controversy Hmm. i think they just defined them by that yeah, I mean, we talked about this a bit. There, there. Let me put it this way: there's a lot of like, and I don't want to say PR, but there, there's a lot of like genuine good and healing and uh, understanding that it happened that I do not think was publicized enough. Until, and it never is. Yeah, this is the world we live in. It's not council culture; it's cancel culture. It's you did something bad. Well, that's what you are forever. People don't want to hear about the work that you've done behind the scenes. They want to try to define you. And this is a social media thing. It's not necessarily how everyday people think. Just on the social media, which does have an impact on how a lot of these TV people think, uh, you just get defined by things and they don't care about the work that's done. Yeah. Um, but no, that was uh, 
very good Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, like I don't, I'm glad for Mark, but this is still just yeah. awful what happened with Jay. Um, so Powerhouse Hobbs won this match. Where does Tony Mudd go from here? Uh, television title, TNT title. He's gonna he's gonna be the guy to beat Darby. Darby's starting to run down. That's the story of Darby Allen's run as TNT champion. It's a Cody Rhodes story, really. Is he doing too much? He's taking on too many matches. He's too much of a fighting champion. And eventually, Cody Rhodes just got squashed by the late great Brody Lee because he just ran out of steam. And I think that's how we're gonna build this. We're gonna build up to Darby Allen getting squashed by Harvey Mudd. Tony is it Harvey Mudd. Tony Mudd? <laughs> Harvey Mudd is the other guy. <laughs> wow, when you search Tony Mudd, like uh i don't even think he's like one of the first things that comes up tony mud will be a future it's gonna be tony mud and action andretti at an aew pay-per-view um so, i mean yeah uh so uh we got top flight challenging the elite for the aew world trios championship and then went backstage to dustin rose and renee paquette and uh whoa swerve what a great heel Spice Swerve didn't call Dustin a Nepo baby. Yeah, that's the only thing that was missing from this program, uh, for this promo, because he said that Cody Rhodes, quote, ain't shit. And yes. he, went, he started talking about Dusty. He got a great, Swerve is a great heel. He knows how to come off as unlikable in these segments, the way he was talking to Dustin. I think this guy's going to be right there with MJF as the top heel in this company in short order. I was, like, just taken aback, shocked by uh what he was saying and the way he commands himself i think swerve is absolutely wonderful it's great um so main event tonight was jamie hater with Britt baker and rebel versus emmy sakura with my sakura and balian aki uh, in an AEW world championship eliminator match we also and i don't blame you for not remembering this oh. because this is how they booked jade cargill jade cargill's right. 50th win the angle to do this 50th win, landmark for your biggest star, when your biggest ratings draws, the 50th win for Jade Cargill was set up in a backstage angle days That's in right. advance. And it's like unacceptable. Jade Cargill's over because of Jade Cargill because she's a star. And she looked she amazing. Looks oh, yeah. She, she knows how to amazing. carry herself. She just hasn't had any moments because that's AEW's job is to create these moments. She has to Allen Iverson these moments by creating them out of thin air. Uh, you know, And she her greatest moments are like, oh, what great entrance when she cosplayed this or that. But in terms of setting her up with opponents that like you believe in and angles that they can create storylines, they don't do that with Jay. I'm just thinking back to Matt Morgan and how much it would infuriate him when like the Bucks and Kenny would do their cosplay entrance. And he would say like, <laughs> nobody was talking about in the eighties. Like, man, can you believe like Macho Man came out doing that? Like, you know, uh, Legends of Zelda cosplay tonight. Wasn't that incredible? Well, Macho Man <laughs> just cosplayed as Liberace every time. So it's not like he was switching it up. <laughs> yeah but no one no one was talking like no one was doing that it's not it, it's it's a nice wink and a nod but but i think jade is i mean in my mind jade is the the a champ in aew i don't th i think in terms of purely star power jade's a bigger star than jamie Hader ever yes, will be it's a, the, neck, the neckbeards love nate jamie Hader. And she's great for wrestling she's great hardcore people but, i love jamie Hader, but jade cargill could will probably be the lead star she'll run tyler perry studios okay she will be in a-list movies she has huge potential in terms of where she's going to go whether or not aew wants to capitalize on that and realize the star power and actually put her with a-list opponents to match her star power if you're going to do the goldberg prototype 
Part of Goldberg getting over was he was beating Ric Flair and Sting and Hogan and the big stars on a weekly basis. You got to just do that with Jade Cargill. You don't need to protect Jamie Hayter. If you had every champion in AEW, Ring of Honor, you know what? Let's go WWE too. If you had every champion holding their belt and dressed their best, standing for a group Photoshop uh, shoot, and you said to somebody, which one of these people is the biggest star, the biggest champ in all professional wrestling? Nine out of 10 would say Jade Cargill. Thousand percent. They would, the eyes would immediately go to Jade Cargill. It's just Tony Khan and AEW are so scared of the neck beard, bottom of the barrel audience members that they have. Some of the bottom five of this AEW audience, which is, you know, just this rotten, we want these wrestling. They're so scared of pissing these people off. They don't want to beat what Jamie Hayter. You don't want to beat Britt Baker with Jamie, Jade Cargill. They got to start beating some of these people. Hmm. Well, uh, this was good with Jamie and Emmy. Jamie won. Yes, it was a very good match. I very much enjoyed this match. It was excellent. Rampage is just tough, man. It's a tough show. Yeah, always a tough slot. End of the week on Friday, they're right back to mailing it in, kind of. They did have Heyman on this show, which should help, but... You know, there's not a lot of steam behind this show. There wasn't any angles. There was no reason to watch this show. Well, and even the main event was an eliminator match. I mean, okay, first they had all the goodwill coming off Wednesday. They knew that tonight's Smack. I mean, like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that SmackDown was going to be hot tonight. It seems like they'd want to keep the momentum going. I think a live rampage is almost always going to be at least twice as good as a taped rampage. Yeah, it was great to see that on dynamite it went over a million did one of its best numbers yeah. in months with the mark briscoe appearance and the jay briscoe tribute show i'd love to see that yeah um but tomorrow night's the rumble so excited yes, yes tomorrow night's the rumble i'm almost excited as i will be when jade cargill squashes jamie Hayter in five minutes but yes the royal rumble is tomorrow and it's going to be exciting do you have an official prediction for the royal rumble well the women's rumble you know what's funny i think with the way the women's division is right now no clue who's going to win the women's rumble yeah i think it's going to be Rhea. i think Rhea is the favorite and Rhea probably has the most momentum in this um but in the men's rumble no i think uh it's really going to depend on what happens in that match with kevin owens and roman i think Sami Zayn might win the royal rumble that's my pick you know uh and here's how you know i'm excited for the royal rumble i am not doing the royal rumble podcast tomorrow night yeah me i'm either. gonna be i'm gonna be watching the royal rumble i'm gonna be watching the out of it covering it on forbes people like they'll have some articles coming out throughout the show and uh it's gonna be an exciting show man i think uh it's not, i don't know who's gonna win between cody and sammy i mean i i think it's gonna be sammy i could see it going either way we could get a surprise winning it but how this plays out what they do with sammy is a big intrigue with the royal rumble i think i'm just as excited to see how sammy is used on this pay-per-view as I am to see the Royal Rumble match itself. Bloodline storyline, one of the best things on TV right now. Yeah. At least until uh, Party Down comes back and we get more Yellow Jackets and Succession. I can't wait for that. It'd be so good. Were you a Party Down fan? Did you watch the original show? No, I did not watch Party Down. Oh my God. You have to. This is right up. I mean, it's Adam Scott, Lizzie Kaplan, Jane Lynch, Martin Starr, Ken Marino. Okay. A catering company. And every episode, they're catering a different event. And like you have what happens at the events intersect with the storyline. 
It was on Stars for two seasons. Okay, I'll check that out. Back like 15 years ago. And they're bringing it back for a third season starting in late February. They got all the cast back except Lizzie Kaplan. So Jane Lynch was on this show back in his first run? She left for Glee and then was replaced in season two by Megan Mullally. In fact, shortly replaced by Jennifer Coolidge at the end of uh, season one. But it's it's very good. It's a very funny show. Glee was 15 years ago. Yes. Uh, but Party Down, it's like Stars is showing a marathon of this all the time now in the in the build up to it. Uh, but uh, I have to say the, the best episode universally is in season two. They cater Steve Gutenberg's birthday party. And Steve Gutenberg <laughs> is on the show as himself. And it is it's the best episode. But there's so many other great episodes, including J.K. Simmons recurs on the show as a Hollywood producer. You'd really like it. It's very OK. Good. I'll check it out. It sounds good. Yeah, it's very good. But uh, yeah, in succession, the Yellow Jackets are going to be awesome. So follow Alfred at This Is Nasty. Follow me at Glenn Rubenstein. And hey, check out Issa. She's doing interviews and coverage on the ground at the Royal Rumble. Now, if you like this show, subscribe, like it, share it, leave a comment again. We want to know what your favorite color is and why. I want to know the reason why. I want an example of why your favorite color and what, what you like it, what you like about it. Can't wait to hear uh, but yeah, you know, and hit that notification bell. So, you know, when we're going live tonight, great turnout for a Friday. It's cause it's Royal Rumble Eve. This is like the night before Christmas, except you don't have to deal with your family. <laughs> everybody wins. Yes. And leave us a review on iTunes. That would be nice as well. So everybody, thanks for tuning in give us follows on the socials and we'll see you back here next time on the wrestling Inc podcast. Everybody take care. Happy Royal Rumble. And we'll see you soon. Butch, butch, butch. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.